Greetings and welcome to the Sean Boycast. That's right, it's the Sean Boycast. I have changed it from the Sean Boy Podcast because I think Sean Boycast just rolls off the tongue easier. But anywho, greetings from the Bluegrass State. Um, don't really understand why we call it Bluegrass. I've lived here all my life and never witnessed any Bluegrass. But there is that off effect whenever the sun shines down upon our grass. Sometimes it has this hue of blue, which is where we get the term bluegrass. But anywho, on this episode, I'm going to be, uh, well, I got a little joke there. and Figured I've been telling male-oriented jokes, so I have written a joke for women out there. Now, please do not let it offend you if you are in type that is sensitive to things. Um, I have the greatest intent to make it funny, a hoo-hoo, ha-ha funny. I just want you to giggle afterwards, you know? Not everything has to be taken so serious. But, you know... I understand. Weird people exist. But, and then after that, you know, I go into the current events, which I get a little heated in the current events there. I get a little mad. But I think for good reason. And I think it needs to be said. So on my current events, I'm talking about some traffic and people's attitude toward that sometimes. And then I'm going to move on to what I've been waiting to do forever, which is going to be a, a really an episode three, this one and the next episode, like there'll be a continuation of it. And that is the I Ching. I go over what it is and kind of the back history in the time frame that it was written in. And it's, uh, not to be confused with the Tao Te Ching, which is another book from China that is marvelous in its own way. Um, but the I Ching, you know, you can ask it questions and it'll definitely give you a, <laughs> a way to pursue it that will work. And um, But you just can't ask it whatever question you want. You got to think, your question's got to be somewhat detailed and forthright, I guess you could say. And then after all that, I don't have a guest for today, but that's okay. Um, I'm still uh, working that part of the show, really. And I'm not going to, I'm going to find guests that uh, I think are, interesting and you know just haven't got around to scheduling a lot of people yet so a little housekeeping there um but then i'm gonna go on to the music part and on this episode of the music part it's gonna be like a continuation of the last episode of the songs of kind of playing with those guys uh, jason rawstein T.J. Martin there, um, 
And, you know, I just kind of, I really enjoyed how he jammed out some of the songs that we did. And uh, I just think they're interesting sounding. So I picked out some more things along those lines. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so it had to be fun. And But anyway, to move on the show here, we're going to go get on to that joke. Don't get offended. It's just a joke. Now, not to be outdone by smell chauvinistic bastards, I have what I've entitled Man's Ultimate Embrace. Yes, boys and girls, especially you girls, I call this Big Titty versus Little Titty. You know, for instance, your name is Sarah, you're in coach, and uh, there's a girl, you know, across the way, midwife. always talking, and yes, of course, you are double D's there, Sarah. She is a little titty bitty committee member, you know, she's got them flat chests. She continues, I don't have to smother my man with titty. Yeah. That's why nature has blessed me with a cheetah-like pussy. This wouldn't be odd, but she looks your way and does that bitchy nod thing that women do. And she does this, why, Sarah? Because she's got to justify her shit just like you. See, I could turn it, I could turn it in Big Titty's favor, though. For instance, the plane starts plunging toward the water. Not to worry, though. Sal the plane floater is the, your captain, you know. Uh, Sal, you know, the Hudson guy. He gets, uh, he gets you down safely, but, uh, but known, but unknownst to you there, uh, Sarah, you know, you're getting out on the ocean now. It's much later in the day, and the shark is already eating poor Sal there this point no no getting out of the river on this one Sal then you see little titty over there she just doesn't have the warmth and buoyancy as you do Sarah you continue to see little titty struggle that poor washer barred chested girl just sank like a Cosby roofie in a drink girl <clears throat> so sad later after the incident's all over she goes on the local news or whoever wants a story at that point uh, you see her there on the TV describing what saved poor big titty's life she goes on to explain they said thanks to my double D's here I survived 
They said I would have died if it were not for my big ass titties. Why, they said my titties was able to store up so much heat that I didn't even notice I was in 32 degree water. Okay, on today's current events, I have decided it is with increasing worry and uh, increasing, you know, just being observant of the road when I'm out on it, driving in a vehicle, that some people have lost their fucking mind on the highway. I'm here to talk about it in my current events. Oh yeah, I'm about to go over some fucking road rules here. Because um, in the last couple of months here in a little town, it's been growing. There's been some people moving in or graduating, whatever's going on there. Nevertheless, if you find yourself in a car and you have the thought, I want to go fast in this. And I'm going to cut this person off. I'm not going to use a turn signal. I'm not going to stop fully to stop sign. I'm not going to do this or that. This is my car. I'm going. I'm fucking going there. That's your attitude. You know? I just want you to stop and think to yourself. Is it not fucking amazing that you have a metal box that you can get into, go faster than you can walk, and get there in a reasonable amount of time? Is that not fucking amazing and a miracle? That should be sent... God sent us the vehicle, okay? Jesus, God, the rest of them sent us these vehicles, and we're sitting here in them and abusing the power of them. Because when you get on the road, and you floor your vehicle and fly around people. What happens when the other driver freaks out and fucking hits you because you did that? What happens when, and it happens all the time. And like people, oh, it won't happen to me. I'm a good driver. And then you're fucking flying around somebody or whatever. It's like, what are you in a hurry for? What the fuck are you so in a hurry for? Let me tell you. If I'm going to be late to work, it's because I chose to be late before I even left. If I'm going to be late to work, guess what? You're just going to be late to work because you can't fucking kill people on your way to work. It's not a good idea. I mean, I know you wake up late, you fucking put the kids to bed, they're screaming all day, you're fucking wore out or whatever. Fuck your work. Fuck everybody. You have a responsibility to get safely to work. And then you can explain to them, well, because my kid did this, blah, blah, whatever, I'm going to be late. I'm sorry. And you can call beforehand. So really, there's no fucking reason to be rushing around. Not unless you're a police officer or you're a fucking fireman. So I don't know why everybody's in a hurry. I know I sound like I'm bitching and mad. But, uh, you know, 
one day you can be sitting there and you're a normal guy and you're a normal girl or whatever sitting there going la da 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 life is good oh my goodness oh guess what i'm in a hurry guys we and then you hit a little 14 year old fucking girl or something you know something crazy and then your whole life is a bunch of shit then so you know right before you make the decision to go i'm gonna be a badass and turn my weapon or turn my fucking vehicle into a fucking 3,000 pound fucking weapon call do whatever to say hey I'm gonna be a little late or whatever because fuck your job if you get fired you can go find another one you ain't gonna fucking you don't just give up because you know you're late or whatever and if you're a good employee you're never late anyway you leave on time you make sure there's about 15 minutes of more extra time in case, you know, traffic things. And it's slow. I know, here's another thing. When you're sitting in your car and you're sitting there thinking to yourself, man, I'm bored. This sucks. I want you to reach over to the radio, turn it on. You don't even have to be fucking bored in the car anymore. You got a radio. You got all this shit. What the fuck is your problem? I know what the problem is. You have too much shit on your mind. You have too much things in your prob- uh, problems in your life. And here's one ma- more you made for yourself. I'm the aggravated driver. That, that's what's going on. That's what I kind of see. You know, you can see it in people's faces when you look over at them. And you're like, wow, that guy just passed me up doing 60 looked at his face and he looked pissed off and mad for whatever reason it ain't worth it man what if you kill some little kid what the fuck what are you gonna do then all because you're in a hurry well I think that's the best thing I could have done for current events after being on the road these last couple of months and really seeing the impact of impatience. It's really somewhat disturbing, but you know, you got to go on with your day. Hopefully, nobody kills you with their car. Well, this has been the current events. On this week's personal take, I tackle the E Ching. It is a book that was constructed somewhere around 1200 BC it's from the Chinese Chinese Bronze Age to be exact around the Taoist time period there's another book that came out at this time called the Tao Te Ching not to be confused with the I Ching the Tao Te Ching is more of a spiritual guide for individuals whereas the I Ching is more for leaders and um it was pretty much a map to how social and societal changes take place over time. They kind of had an ideal of uh, marrying together man, heaven, and earth. And, you know, there there was some basic thing. In the I Ching, there's 64 chapters. Or 64 hexagrams, they call them. 
and each one of these hexagrams composes of six lines and a light line is signified by one solid line a dark line is signified by a broken line now there's certain things to broken lines or, or even if there's a little dot after it then that means a change needs to take place after it gives you an answer there will be some transformations that you have to do to get to your to your goal so that's one little thing there now a little bit of history here in China at that time this is the time period when people barely had anything I mean maybe you had a plow you know I mean, there wasn't much. And this is the time where cities started growing up. This is the time when people started living together, different tribes, people coming together in small communities, building what today we call cities. And so for them to build cities, they needed a way in which to organize a city and also organize the world in general. And they really wanted to marry this whole earth, heaven, and man together thing. And there's probably something that everybody knows about called yin-yang. And it's not yin and yang because you can't have yang without yin or yin without yang. If you notice in the symbol there, there's a white blob of stuff going one way. And a dark blob of stuff that looks like it's going around the other way. They chase each other. And then in the middle of the eyes of both of these, you know, there's a white dot on the black one. And then a black dot on the white one. What this signifies is that it's always a mix of negative and positive things. That's what yin-yang means. The, the, uh, the dark one, the negative one is the female aspect the, the white one is the male aspect not to say that that's bad it's just the way it is it's like a male is strong goes out gets the force goes so that's a positive a negative for a better word is you know the female aspect she stays back she takes care of the homestead she takes care of the kids gets all the food ready so they thought in terms of the I Ching when they were writing it and coming up with it in those terms. It's like, and some, some of the things they thought about is what is the basics of a being? How can we base this on a healthy organism, meaning man? How should we think about, you know, how do we bring people into community? How do we organize people into organ? organizations rather than catastrophes how do we work with change and one of the things they came up with that was fundamental is this word humbleness you know a great leader is always humble you know humbleness you know that they bring harmony through transparent to natural processes you know, they bring people into community. And they do this by a process called 
divination or yeah divination <laughs> i think that's how you say it probably saying that wrong divination that's how you say it divination and literally divination means insight into the heart of who people are or intuition um i like to say insight into the heart of who people are because it's a little bit more specific than just intuition and also they would use those differently in whatever context now in this hexagram all 64 of them there's six lines the top half is considered the male aspect the positive the bottom three are considered female uh one thing that they always were striving for was wholeness one you know you can't dance without the ear or the eye so they always look for the unbiased approach you know if you think of two great leaders today like uh, Warren Buffett and uh, Steve Jobs both of those guys put out things into the world that are amazing but it's actually the tension of the two leaders of their outcomes where a change occurs like nobody foreseen you know what Warren Buffett's work would bring in the future and what Steve Jobs brought in the future and how do these work together and, you know, some things collide like that. I'm just using those two people as an example out of my ass. But, you know, you know, and a great being that accommodates a creative process that has its own life. So after the creative process is done, it spawns its own life. You know, you can think of healthcare or Medicare like that. You know, it got incepted and now it has its own little life and not so, not so sure on that little life there on that one. <laughs> but, uh, so the Chinese back then were trying to devise a way in which to account for all the things that a human being could encounter and how could we get more in tune with nature they took nature very serious like if you have a running river that would be considered a positive aspect if you have a dry riverbed with no water in it in comparison this dualistic view it would be a negative so there's all these little yeses and nos and is you is or is you ain't you know that's so when you look at the yin yang sign <laughs> you'll notice that it looks like they're following each other and that's because nothing's ever totally negative and totally positive there's always a mix of things and they devised this book in that way and I mean down to the little ant carrying a leaf on the ground they looked at <laughs> and uh you know uh, another guy I listened to 
that's pretty good versed in there, I think, is a guy by the name of Alan Watts. And uh, he always said that, is you is or is you ain't. Little yeses and little noes. That's, that's kind of how they dealt with it. And, you know, Yang is the positive, the south sunny side. That's why it's white. And then you got yin, the female aspect, the north dark side. So you can't have an earth in great shape like it is today without night and light. You know, you can't have day without night. So that's what it means by a yin yang. Now, in the I Ching, something that many people don't understand is, you know, the little binary bits that we came up with, you know, in modern times today, like, you know, 8 bit, 16 bit, all the way up to 64 bit. All that came about because some really smart guys nowadays got that ideal from the I Ching. And what's amazing about the I Ching is you go into this and there's this dualistic thing. Like each line is either a positive or a negative. So you're getting six lines of something that's slowly going to show you toward a definite, like, uh, mathematically, the I Ching is, like, amazing. Like, there's, there's no, there's no flaw in their mathematics, and, you know, for them to come up with 8-bit binary code before we did in a book and actually use it and it actually really does lead you to the right answer if you ask the right question. If you just stop and go, oh, uh, how do I make $10,000 in a week? It's not going to give you a very good answer because that's not enough information. Enough information would, would be, I want to get $10,000 by next week to some children in Somalia. And I want to get a plane ride, and I want to be able to pay for it all with $10,000. Because out of the goodness of my heart, I care about these kids. That is a more human, earth-bound question. You have to take into consideration the positive and negative things that they looked at. So... You'll be sitting there and you'll get a reading. And every question I've asked it, it has given me a definite answer. And I, I, to this, I mean, I'm still baffled by it because I'm throwing three coins six times. And I know this is pure chance. But yet still somehow mathematically with the way they set it out. It's always going to give you a good answer to your question. Whether you believe in that or not. <laughs> That's what's amazing about it to me. Is, you know, and I say just do it just like they say, you know. I mean, it kind of, 
you kind of feel weird when you're sitting there shaking up pennies in your hand and you're adding up heads and tails. But in the end, every time I've done it, and I'm going to do it here in just a second, I've, uh, I'm going to take some time to think about a really good question, and I thought it would be fun. I'm going to do the question, consult the I Ching, and then next episode, I'm going to follow whatever it says. I'm going to do it to the T. And I'm going to see if, it, if I can make, it, make that happen. So I'm going to have the I Ching help me do something and then I'm going to test it and see how close I can come to it and I think that would be interesting for the next for episode 4 so this is episode 3 we're going to ask the question episode 4 I'm going to go through it and tell you how it went <laughs> so that would be neat but uh yeah kind of neat to think that we have modern day computers because of the I Ching in some sort of limited way and the you know can't give it all to the I Ching computers or whatever, but at least for that binary part with the memory and shit. Yeah. They they took that from the I Ching. And to me that's amazing. And I really that's the reason I chose to do the I Ching is just something about it. Oh, another little fun fact for you. If you're a fan of uh, Philip K. Dick, and he's got a book that he wrote called The Man in the High Castle, which is now a show on TV, I think. Um, every bit of that story, every bit of thing, everything that has happened in that show was <laughs> him consulting the I Ching on every level of that book. Like when he said when he's when he first started the book, he's like, Okay, who wins the South? Who wins the North? And he worked out all this and I mean he took him forever to consult everything on that plot. So if you watch The Man in the High Castle, you are literally watching the I Ching at work through Philip K. Dick. And his questions on how he wanted to explore that book. So, that's kind of neat. I've yet to read that, but I'm going to. It'd be neat to see how that really folded out, you know. So, if you're a fan of uh, The Man in the High Castle, that was written by the I Ching with uh, Philip K. Dick as the, the questionnaire. So, uh, well... I hope you like my personal take, and uh, now we're going to move on to, of course, my favorite part, music. Thanks for listening. Real quick there, partner, uh, here's my I Ching question. Uh, I'm going to ask the I Ching this question, the following question. What can I do to create music that does not speak human words, but clearly forms a clear storyline that listeners can understand? So, not only will I get an answer, but I will follow what it says, and then I'm going to write all the songs next week, at least three. And 
I'm going to, with the help of the I Ching there, and I'm going to follow all its instruction and produce a musical answer for you guys. So, that'd be kind of neat. I think. Hopefully you do too. Or whatever. Welcome back to Sean's Live and Local Sessions. Um, This episode kind of be a continuation of episode two there. Where I'll be showcasing more of the trio thing that we did there. A couple jazz songs this episode. Uh, The first three I'm going to play here is, uh, I think, kind of unique. And uh, the first three I did with Jason here on the drums. Uh, I'm going to play three other songs in a little bit, but I'm going to talk about them before we do that. And then uh, the first one here is a spontaneous uh, jam me and Jason just did on the spot one day. I had a small riff and what I wanted to play with the riff. And I was more trying to move into an area, I think, in the form of no thoughts, just do it and go with it. That's kind of how this first song got done it was truly it was a jam for you know out of the top of your head you know but like sometimes I play with riffs and then uh, when I'm playing with them I like to mix them up as I go and uh, that's fun Um, the second song is a song that's entitled Liar in Disguise this is a breakup song telling a girl or a guy these days you don't believe the tears anymore. So it's kind of a song about, you know, finally being done in the relationship. All right. Now, the third song I'm going to play here is I've always loved uh, Bob Dylan and his writing and how amazing he can tell a story. And I always like the story in this song, which is when I paint my masterpiece. Um, you know, one day that picture will be complete. <laughs> Real quick, though, before we get started, a word on sound. What is sound? I could go on and talk and talk, but it would be empty because the sound is the source of what's being made. However, the human body and the human mind Infamy of sounds. The human body in itself is the world's only and best 
musical instrument on the planet. People were like, I have a guitar. It's this, this, and this. Hey, I have this. I got this kind of bass. I got these drums. It's not the instrument. It's you. Yeah. Reminds me of a quote that I wrote down that I looked up. Well, didn't look up. I was reading. And let me tell you, there's some reading. (laughs) That one right there. And uh, what it is, it's from the Upanishads of the Vedas, which is a very, 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 very old book called the Vedas. And it's pretty much like a spiritual guide to the inner you. And I like what it says in there, and here's a quote from it. It says, Hervasive is the nourishment of truth. The light of truth destroys evil. The song of truth, glowing with knowledge, penetrates the ears of the deaf. And that right there is what I'm trying to do with music.
Well, hope you enjoyed the first three songs. These next three songs, uh, the first one is one that I've written. Uh, this is an older song of mine that I never really put the drums or did anything with. Uh, well, I did a lot with it. I worked it out and everything, but never had anything back in it. So I've done that this time for this podcast. I at least try to write or rewrite one song for this podcast just to keep it current and, you know, whatever. <laughs> but I, I rewrote the song, and it's called Earth's Mode Problem. Uh, and what spawned, uh, what spawned this was the ideal that I heard a comedian say, which I've mentioned before, by Joe Rogan. And I heard this before he had his outstanding podcast, I heard him saying it on a TV show or something. There's a video I watched of him saying it. Where it's like, if aliens came to Earth, they might see us as mold. (laughs) You know, they might just look over the Earth and go, luscious green grass, rolling hills. Hey, look, there's a river. There's the ocean. What's all this conglomerate of shit over here? Is that... They call it a city. That's mold. <laughs> like, if aliens came to Earth, would they see us as mold? They might. But anyway... Uh, oh, TJ Martin there. Uh, there's two more songs that he was... We, we kind of jammed out that I kind of picked out that I thought was interesting and different and... Uh, the first song after Earth Smoke Problem plays, uh, you'll hear is, uh, I call it Trio Jam. And uh, it's TJ Martin on keys and me on guitar, and of course, Jason Rothstein on drums. And then the next song, which is, is TJ, like he's on uh, uh, guitar and he sings a little bit. And I am on keys. And, uh, of course, Jason's on drums. And, uh, yeah, those are two more songs there after some old problem that, uh, that I think were kind of spontaneous, but were interesting nevertheless. And, uh, without further ado, here we go.
grim conclusion there, America. There's my show there for you this episode three. You know, just join me next Monday and uh, we're gonna go over that Eching question and find out find out literally what that question sounds like next episode. So that'll be interesting. I am kind of worried about writing a song in a week that I have to derive from a question I asked the I Ching. This is not the normal way that I write songs, so this is be somewhat new. <laughs> so maybe I can write one song. <laughs> I'll try to do three or more, but to really do a good job, I really have to follow what it says to the T. And that may require some ingenuity from the human part. <laughs> so that'd be, well, it's going to be interesting for me for sure. So hopefully that translate translates into something good for content for my show. Figured, what the hell, that'd be kind of neat. You know? But I kind of went over, you know, the history and what the I Ching is in this episode. So for my personal take on the next episode, episode four, next Monday, is going to be a more in-depth kind of more looking at what, how that work, how the I Ching calculates, I guess, <laughs> which, uh, I've been kind of looking into it more and there's a lot more to it so I kind of get more detailed in the next episode and I still got more research to do on that part too so there's that but it'd be interesting to see what happens you know with whatever I come up with whatever it tells me <laughs> I think it's a good question but anyway Again, I got a little heated there with uh, drivers and people driving vehicles and, you know, their excuses on why they think they need to hammer down on a fucking pedal for no reason. I hope I didn't get too offensive or offend anybody, but, you know, you have a 3,000 pound vehicle and it's deadly, so something need to be said. And, uh, yeah, that's the show there. Hopefully you enjoyed the songs there. I did. This week I put a lot of effort into that first song off of the second set of songs that I played called Earth's Mold Problem. <laughs> to, get, to get the drums sounding correct and get everything sounding good took a little bit of effort. So hopefully somebody appreciated that. <laughs> But if not, whatever, you know, hopefully, hopefully you get something out of my show by listening to me go on and on with all this. I know I'm asking a lot for an hour, but I'm hoping what I bring to the table is things that people don't normally, it's not in their perception or way of thinking. And that's what I'm trying to do with this show. Well... Join me next Monday when we go through it all again. Your friend, Shamor.